a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Mike with Lee Lunsbury from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lunsbury on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to the program. Live Mike is what we're calling it. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is episode 14. I'm grateful to you for tuning in. Hey, do me a favor. Uh, we're, we're talking about a lot of different items today. Throughout the morning, you've heard me uh, share with you the comments uh, handed down by every single member of Utah's federal delegation. We spoke live just now to Congressman Rob Bishop. This is all in reaction uh, to the drone strike uh, which killed uh, Major General Qasem Soleimani. Uh, he was a top security and intelligence commander, and he had the blood of Hundreds of Americans on his hands. Uh, that's a it's a heavy, heavy topic, uh, and we've been covering it throughout the morning. Uh, we're going to take a break from that right now, though. And in this continued effort of mine uh, to get to know every candidate uh, running for all the offices, specifically uh, the those who would like to become governor, uh, we have in studio uh, Zachary Moses, who's running for governor. Sir, I'm grateful to you for joining us, and especially grateful to you for coming here in studio. Oh, thank you for having me. I was flattered to be asked to be on your show well it's kind of you from which party do you do you hail sir democrat you're democrat uh, and tell us some of your background where do you come from before we get into your platform and, and what you'd like to see done here in the state tell us about you uh so me myself i i grew up here in utah uh west valley west jordan i eventually bought my house in downtown salt lake uh, i was a stand-up comedian for several years i ran a landscaping company in san francisco uh, I was on, you know, a B actor in mm-hmm. like TV stuff and, and TV commercials and things like that. Uh, I ran a carpentry company here in Utah when I when I came back from California, and uh, I most recently, for the last decade, I've been running HeTravel dot com or H E Travel, and it's a subsidiary of Hans Evanston Travel Incorporated and. HETravel.com that I run is the largest land-based LGBTQ tour operator. It's mostly gay men, but we get the whole spectrum who travel with us. And and we make sure that the world is safe for them. We take them to all seven continents. All seven? Antarctica? Yeah, Antarctica. And we we even have virtual reality on our site now uh, where you can go to space where we say we're going to build the first (laughs) gay guest house on the moon. (laughs) Uh, Tell you what, let me ask you now, with your background, we we know where you came from. We know the, the, the type of professional work that you do. Uh, how did you decide, how'd you come to say, uh, you know, I'm Zachary Moses and I ought to be leading the state? Uh, so I came back to the state largely because we, we do have a booming economy here, but a lot of the jobs that are growing up here are not great jobs. They're not, they're not jobs that I had really wanted, which is part of what took me away from our beautiful state was the lack of a fulfilling job. Okay. Um, so, you know, we brought back these 
travel jobs that would be fun for people. And I've been employing people in my community, trying to actually improve the neighborhood where I own, own my house. And I'm just seeing that people people need more and more than I can just do as one man running a company and trying to bring opportunities to people. Utah needs better jobs. So we keep getting companies who come here and we give them huge tax breaks to come here. But they're bringing terrible jobs, low-paying jobs on the national level. The reason these companies are coming here is to exploit our underpaid workforce and then our property value is, is cheaper because our workforce has been so underpaid for so long, property's cheaper here, and people are are coming in from outside, and it's it's causing homelessness in our own community, and it's something we need to address. Median income is pretty competitive uh, compared to the rest of the United States here in Utah. Is that not correct? Yeah, and I, honestly, I look at the median income number, but when I go around and I talk to people, I know very few people who actually make the median income. So there's something skewed here, and whether this is just... Uh, service people, maybe uh-huh. service people who are who are not reporting everything. Maybe this is just a whole class of working community. But when I just go out on the street and I'm talking to people, and when I look at the value of things, and you know how much something costs here yeah. in Utah, it doesn't line up with where else I've been in the nation. You and I during the commercial break leading into this segment, we we spoke about you've been traveling and visiting uh, various town hall meetings. What have been your observations at these town hall meetings? Uh, well, so this was for the this was for the tax reform. Sure, yeah, we'll yeah. get right into that tax reform. Yeah, so in visiting these town halls, when you went to a town hall that had a a Democrat as their representative, it was really congenial, and people were just asking questions, trying to find out the details of of the law. And then when you went to one that was a, a more Republican district, the the people were angry mm-hmm. and. Somebody in one of the Democrat town halls at said, hey, this is I was at this other meeting yesterday and it was heated. And they said, why? It's just everybody's so much more polite at this one. And our representative said, well, that's because I'm voting no. And this is an issue when, when you're talking more than 80 percent of everybody, no matter what their political affiliation is angry about a law. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a big disconnect, and this is similar to what happened with our public referendums, where the people wanted one thing, but our leadership very boldly wanted something else, regardless of input. On that point about to, about the attitudinal differences uh, that you observed at these different town hall meetings, I, I've always wondered, and, and you know this, the... The past number of years, uh, this idea of a town hall and who attends a town hall, uh, there, there's a fad. I mean, you remember uh, there was Jason Chaffetz hosted a, a town hall where uh, I think the clips made, they were viral. They were all over. Every newscast had these uh, clips of Jason Chaffetz being shouted down. That's a relatively new phenomenon. And I have wondered, and I'd like to know your thoughts, What are, are the folks that attend town hall meetings... Are they a fair uh, estimation of the of the voting population at large? Are town hall meetings made up of a good cross section of the of the citizenry? You know, I would say that from because I've gone out of my way to say hi to anybody at a town hall that I can, yeah. and I would say that it is a really big slice of all different kinds of people from you know our wealthier classes. We have we have people who 
aren't as affluent. We've got, I've seen disabled people at town halls. Um, and I've seen really radical people and incredibly conservative people. I'd have a hard time nailing down whether it's an exact cross-section. Yeah. And, and please, don't don't interpret my question to be combative or anything. I just, uh, it has it it always struck me as interesting. Uh, uh, who Who is making up these this new surge of, of folks uh, attending uh, town hall meetings? And, and you've seen healthy populations of folks at, uh, at both Democrat and Republican uh, town hall meetings. So it's interesting. And I, uh, almost a tangential thought, uh, but someday I'd like to break it down and see uh, you know how representative of the population. It would be interesting to break that down because yeah. I've found just campaigning the people at any event I go to are wildly different from another event that I go to. So We have uh, just about two and a half minutes to go. Uh, tell us where you stand on this tax referendum. I'm against it. I, I don't believe it should have happened and I think that something like this should be happening in a regular legislative session and not over the holidays. We're speaking with a Democrat candidate for governor of the state of Utah, Zachary Moses. Uh, and, and to be clear, you are against the tax reform measure that was passed by the Utah legislature. Yeah, I'm, I'm actively collecting signatures to uh, overturn it. You, you in, that, that's part of the Fred Cox effort. Yeah, yeah, that's Fred Cox's effort. Yeah. Well, how's that gone for you? What, what, have, what have you observed and what have you seen out and about gathering the signatures? <sighs> um, anybody that I talk to, for the most part, seems to be opposed to the tax measure. They all have a different idea of why they're opposed to it. Some of these people, they just don't think that taxes should be raised on food. Others are paying more attention to how they're um, sort of gutting the existing education budget. Uh, there's so many things wrong with this bill. It, that's why I say it should not have been rammed through in a special mm-hmm. session. All right. Uh, Zachary Moses running for governor. Uh, you feel good? I you, do feel good. You've enjoyed this process so far? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And meeting such a big slice of Utah's citizenship, it's eye-opening. You, as you talked earlier in the segment uh, about your background, it involves no political activity or at least no elective office. Yeah, no elected office. I was elected. I used to be on the board of directors for the National Tour Association. Okay. I was the youngest person on that board. And okay. Several times they said to the much older group, they said, get used to this. This is the future, future face of leadership. Well, there you go. Uh, well, sir, where can folks learn about you? You got a website? Yeah, ZachMoses.com. You can, you can find me on there. Also, you can find us at our Facebook page which is Citizens for Zachary Moses. All right, uh, sir, I'm grateful to you for, for being here with us. I am going to have to, though, cut away uh, pretty quickly. President uh, Trump is right now speaking uh, just after the strike which killed an Iranian leader uh, and military intelligence commander just last night.